Good morning, everyone. Uh, my name is Missy Heydrich. I want to welcome everyone here to the T-Mobile Center in Kansas City and today's marquee event, the 2023 Women's Basketball Tip-Off. Starting later this morning, we will hear from all of the conferences, head coaches, and some outstanding student athletes. I would like to ask you all please to silence your phones if you have not done that already. I know you are all pros at that, but that would be fantastic. It is my pleasure to start our festivities this morning by introducing the fifth commissioner of the Big 12 Conference and a man who started his second year leading this league. He will start with his opening statement and then we will open the floor for questions after that uh, where you all have an opportunity. We will bring microphones out and we will try to do that in a very friendly and orderly fashion. So ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to introduce the commissioner of the Big 12, Brett Yormark. Everybody. Thrilled to be here, thrilled to see you, and I'll start off by thanking all of you for all you do for us. Um, it's well appreciated. I'm incredibly excited for the basketball season to tip off. Later today, you'll hear from our women's basketball coaches, our student athletes. And when I think about last year, I, I saw more women's basketball than I did men's. Um, I became a quick lover of the sport. Uh, and most importantly, I'm very bullish on the sport and its future moving forward. The last time I took this stage, I was three months into the job. I spoke about our TV negotiations that were ongoing at the time, my desire to make the Big 12 a national conference, and I reiterated that we will double down on Big 12 basketball. One year later, we have a deal with ESPN and Fox that provides our conference with stability, and the biggest platform possible for our student athletes. We've become a national conference spanning 10 states, four time zones, and a footprint of over 90 million people. And as we grow to a 16-team league, the best conference in basketball just got better. Our conference has never been stronger than it is right now. On the men's side, a nation's best 70% of Big 12 teams played in last year's tournament. And the women's side had the nation's leading 60% of teams in the women's tournament. This season, you will see four new additions to the conference. We are thrilled to formally welcome BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF to Big 12 basketball. We will continue to provide new levels of access and behind the scenes content across our broadcasts. We will be industry leaders when it comes to broadcast enhancements and innovation. These enhancements will be applied not just to men's basketball, but to women's as well. On that front, we are working with ESPN to explore an alternate broadcast for a game or two that will appeal to a younger audience and further connect our conference to culture. Our women's game is growing across broadcast platforms as well. This season, three games will be on national TV for the first time in conference history, with three, I'm sorry, with 13 conference matchups on linear broadcast. Our conference has the best venues and fans bases across the country. Like last year, will be on campus throughout the season, taking in many women's and men's basketball games in person and spending a lot of time with our student athletes and coaches. This year, we're also going to be introducing a new weekly sports show on Sirius XM that highlights women's basketball and other Olympic sports in order to better tell 
our student-athlete stories. I also experienced my first Big 12 men's and women's basketball championship this past March, and I was blown away by the fan support and the support this city of Kansas City gives the Big 12 basketball championships. The 2023 men's basketball championship was the highest ticket grossing in conference history, while the women's championship saw a 20% year-over-year increase in ticket revenue. As you know, this year, both men's and women's championships will be played right here at T-Mobile. Tickets will go on sale November 10th. All new enhancements will be introduced for both men's and women's basketball, and Shaq will, of course, make another appearance at Power & Light this spring. We will introduce new premium hospitality and ticketing options, adding an additional 244 new premium seats. Last year saw the introduction of our first championship club, and we are continuing our expansion of hospitality club spaces to include a new concourse-level club for our fans this year. Many of you provided feedback surrounding the media seating in last year's championship at T-Mobile. We heard you, and we have made a change. This year, six floor seats, six floor level media seats, will be provided for each game. Both participating schools will receive two seats each for beat writers of their choice to sit and cover the game. The remaining two seats will go to the Associated Press and the Kansas City Star. I want to repeat this one more time. This year, six floor-level media seats will be provided for each game. Both participating schools will receive two seats each for beat writers of their choice to sit and cover the game. The remaining two seats will go to the Associated Press and the Kansas City Star. All other media will be seated in the hockey press box like last year with access to their own elevator and continued access to the press workroom and other amenities that are afforded to the press. Kansas City has been a great home for the Big 12 basketball championships. Because of that, we are currently in discussions on an early extension to keep the Big 12 basketball championships right here in Kansas City at T-Mobile Arena through 2031. While nothing is definitive at this point, we are excited by the prospect of calling Kansas City home for years to come. We hope to finalize this by the start of the basketball championships next spring. We are committed to the Kansas City community and continue to further integrate ourselves. This week, in fact, we will be hosting various business leaders for a luncheon uh, tomorrow. Beyond this season, our future is very bright. We are continuing to plan for Big 12 Mexico's 2024 tip-off, which will see Kansas and Houston, Houston's men's and women's basketball programs square off in Mexico City. We will make our return to Rucker Park next summer and are looking to do an alumni game this time around. Given recent expansion, scheduling and travel are a major priority for us at the conference. For basketball, it is looking like a 20-game schedule, conference schedule for men, and 18 for women is in our future. On the football front, we are working diligently as well. Our scheduling is being guided by a few key parameters, geography, 
competitive balance, historic matchups, and rivalries. More details will be released in the coming weeks when it comes to our football schedule. And same goes for Olympic sports. Prioritizing geography, rivalries, and matchups will be our guiding principles. I won't be commenting on expansion speculation today, but I will say this, no different than last year. If an opportunity presents itself for me to strengthen this conference, I'm going to explore it. I said before that I think basketball is undervalued, but it goes beyond just monetizing it. No sport connects better with culture than basketball. It's also a great catalyst for international growth. Basketball is growing in popularity and it resonates with younger audiences. It will continue to grow and will play a huge role in the future of our industry. Streaming is certainly going to play a role in the future of this industry, as we all know, and volume is key to streamers. Big 12 basketball in its depth provides that better than anyone. Our industry is a dynamic one. There's incredible momentum and positive across college athletics, but we have our challenges too. Engagement with my commissioner colleagues continues on the CFP executive director search process, television rights for the expanded playoff, Capitol Hill efforts and outreach to elected officials, and working with NCAA President Charlie Baker to reimagine the NCAA model. As we kick off this season, I want to thank all of our basketball coaches, student athletes and staff, as well as you, the media, for your commitment to excellence is the reason we can say that the Big 12 is the best conference in the game of basketball. Thank you all for being here, and I think we're going to take some questions. All right, if all of you, if you, would, uh, if you have a question, if you could please raise your hand, introduce yourself and your media outlet. We have two uh, young people that have microphones and they will bring them to you. So please, whoever would like to get us started. We'll start with Blair right here. Addie. Who's that? Hi, Commissioner Blair Kirkhoff with the Kansas City Star. Um, can you envision a time when basketball TV or streaming is negotiated separately from football and have just different contracts for, for football and for, for basketball? Great question. You know, I, I've addressed that before, but in our recent TV negotiations, which obviously were, were concluded about a year ago, we gave ourselves some optionality uh, when you think about our back-end rights, not only to renew in, a, in the traditional format, but also to potentially break apart basketball from football. And I think my job as commissioner, our job as, uh, you know, as a conference office is to explore all options and to further monetize what we do and to create value uh, for our member institutions. So if the situation presents itself where we can create more value by decoupling football from basketball, we'll pursue it. But that doesn't mean we're going to do it. Um, it's all about the value equation. But at least we have the optionality to pursue that if we feel it's appropriate. But thank you for the question. I think we've got one right there. Yep, Eli. Uh, Matthew Post, it's Heartland College Sports. Uh, Brett, you just talked about elevating the women's game uh, through the radio show, et cetera. But you also mentioned probably 20 conference games for the men, 18 for the women. Why the potential difference in those schedules? 
it, ultimately, it's what the coaches um, were looking to do. You know, as far as the 18, you're going to play three, uh, three schools twice, uh, 12 once, and there'll be a bye week. Um, so, and that's kind of where they settled, and the men decided a 20-game schedule. Uh, but my heads of basketball, both men's and women, are here, and maybe they have a better answer than that. But I think that's just where we landed. Is that fair? And the women's tournaments earlier. Great answer. Thank you, Dana. Got one right there. Eli, right in the middle. Hello, uh, Scott Springer from the Cincinnati Enquirer. Uh, we all look at X and Twitter and things like that. Saw the young man, uh, Danny Hurley from Connecticut last night that said something to the extent of uh, the Big East is the best conference and I don't think it's even close. Uh, you might differ in opinion. Could you give your reasons why? I mean, listen, uh, history speaks for itself. The data speaks for itself. Our ratings, our participation in the tournament where we've been the last five years. Um, I don't think there's a deeper conference in America than the Big 12 right, when it, Big 12 right now when it comes to men's basketball. Um, Danny's a great coach. Uh, UConn's a great program. Uh, but I would certainly debate him on that. I've got one right here in the front. Patty, I'll get you. Good morning, Commissioner. Good Cindy morning. Brunson, NBC Sports, Pac-12 Network. You mentioned preserving the natural rivalries that will exist with the incoming schools, in particular Arizona and Arizona State have the Territorial Cup. Will that stay in play on both men's and women's basketball? We're exploring all that right now. We haven't come up with any definitive decisions, but um, rivalries, uh, historic matchups are critically important for us. They're some of our guiding principles. Um, so as I sit here today with no definitive answer, I'd say it, it's most likely that that will occur, uh, but nothing has been you know, cemented yet. But thank you for the question. Thank I've, you. We've got one right there in the front. Tommy Birch, Des Moines Register. You had mentioned the possibility of an alternate broadcast. What could that possibly look like, and what do you hope to accomplish? Well, you're seeing that right now with the NFL and, and, and other sports properties. It's something we're working with our media partners on now, too. For us, it's a way to introduce the game to a younger audience that typically isn't watching it on, on a digital platform or traditional linear. So uh, we're exploring that option. Uh, I want to be the first conference to pursue that. And um, I'm very bullish that we'll, you'll see some things this, this winter, and we're going to do it through basketball. I've got a question in the back right there. Mitch Harper, KSL Sports in Salt Lake. Uh, Brett, you, you delivered the four corner schools, which you viewed as a dream scenario. What's the next dream you have for this league? <laughs> Just to continue to create value where I can. You know, when I think about our conference, we're 27 years old. I think in many respects, we're a mature startup. We're in our infancy stages. We have to explore every possibility and opportunity to continue to grow and create value for our member institutions, and that's what my job is. Um, there's nothing imminent, um, but I do explore all, in, all options that come to me. And if it creates value for membership, both short and long term, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pursue it even further. And, uh, but right now we love the makeup and composition of this conference, uh, love the four corners that are, that are joining us. Uh, they've already started to integrate the four schools, they've been attending meetings, we're strategizing on what ne next year looks like. Uh, but so there's nothing imminent uh, with respect to expansion, 
Uh, we're really happy about where we are now. As I said in my opening comments, we've become national. That was a, a goal of ours um, from coast to coast. We double down on basketball for all the right reasons, do expansion, and I'm very bullish on our future. We're gonna take a question from our junior reporters right here in the front. Um, hello, um, Mr. You can call me Brett. Okay, hello, Mr. Brett. My name is Kinsley from Kent Elementary, and um, what do you like best about um, Kansas City? You know, I, I, I love the people. You know, I came here for the first time last year. My first introduction was this media day to Kansas City. It was my first time ever here and really enjoyed it. Met a lot of great people. Uh, they're warm. They're passionate about what we do and, and what collectively we're building together. I like the restaurant scene, too. Um, you know, they, they've got great restaurants in town, uh, but I just love the people. It's a great sports community, um, obviously, with, with the Chiefs leading the way. Um, and um, as I said earlier, we want to be here. We want to be here for all the right reasons long term. But that's a great question. Thank you for being here today. Uh, it's McKinley from um, Kip Endeavor Academy. And like, how many girl teams win? How many girls teams win? How many girls team won? Well, we, listen, we, we have great women's programs throughout the conference. Uh, and there's such a great future in women's sports, as I said earlier today. Um, hopefully you'll get a chance to meet some of our student athletes that are here today. Um, they do an incredible job both on and off the court. Um, and they serve as an inspiration for so many. So hopefully you'll have a chance to meet them. Okay? Nice to see you. <laughs> We've got a question right there, kind of middle. Nathan Geese, Lubbock Avalanche Journal. In terms of the sanctions that came down for Kansas last week and they have to repay that money they got from that Final Four run in 2018, where does that money go? Does it go to the conference? Does it go to the NCAA? Do you know where that winds up? You know what? I'm not familiar with that dynamic, you know, as far as the economics there. Um, all I can say it was a campus issue. I think the program's been vindicated, and I think the outcome was um, a fair one for all, and I'm, I'm sure they're happy with it. But the economics and the, the financials I'm not aware of. Something I'll probably have to look into. But great question. Thank you. We'll take one right back there. Andy Mitz, Blue Wings Rising. Um, we hear a lot of talk about the Big Ten and the SEC helping to drive like college football forward. How, how do you see the Big 12 conference's role in helping to push college athletics and helping to help that to expand? Well, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't think about the Big Ten or, or the SEC. You know, I wake up every morning thinking about how do we create value and, and be the best version of ourselves, the Big 12. Um, and I think across the board, you know, we're on a great track. You know, our football's exciting, lots of parity scoring a lot of points, it, it's made for TV drama, our ratings are up, um, so excited about football, basketball, we're getting better, um, both men's and women's, and excited about our future there. And then Olympic sports, you know, with the incoming four, uh, we got much better in Olympic sports. And so when I think about our future, I think it, from a three-pronged approach, how do we continue to grow football? 
how do we keep doubling down on basketball, and how do we elevate and amplify Olympic sports for all the right reasons. Uh, and again, as I said earlier, I'm very bullish on where we're going uh, in the future of this conference. Uh, I've got one in the back, back there. Brett, you mentioned uh, Big 12 Mexico next year with Kansas and Houston. Are there other cities or countries that you would like to target uh, internationally future, in the future for this league? Well, great question. We do have an international strategy, but I think it starts right now with Mexico City. You know, I, I, you know when I took the job, and I was somewhat familiar with some of the international play that you know the different conferences were engaged in, I didn't want to partake in, in one-off a football game this year in Dublin, a football game somewhere else, and I wanted to have a vested interest. And we chose Mexico City for all the right reasons. It's a great extension to our geographic footprint. It fits very naturally for us. There's 22 million people in Mexico City. A couple of our schools have uh, campus extensions in Mexico City for recruitment. Um, so I think that's where we're gonna put our energies and emphasis right now. Uh, basketball will be our first entry into the market. Beyond that, we're looking at women's soccer. We're also looking at baseball. But for now, Mexico City seems to be the market that we're really focused on. But thank you for the question. We'll go right here to the front. Hello again. You mentioned in your opening statements that women's basketball really got on your radar screen when you took this job. What was the turning point for you? Just going to games, experiencing it, meeting with student athletes. Um, you know, I was the president of the, and, and CEO of the Brooklyn Nets for many, many years, and Liberty were obviously local, but unfortunately I hadn't had an opportunity to really take in many of those games. So last year was my first exposure to women's basketball formally. Uh, so more women's basketball games I did men's. Um, just was taken with the athleticism, the spirit, the passion. Um, and I'll be taking quite a few games in this year, and I think the, the sport has a wonderful future. I mean, uh, I've been caught up in the, in the uh, WNBA championships right now. Saw the game when the Liberty won the other night. Um, it's a great game to watch, and uh, we're going to put a lot of focus on it moving forward. We've got one over there, and then we'll have time for one more after that. Hey, Brett. Danny Davis, the Austin American Statesman. Nice to see you. Um, kind of keeping on that women's basketball theme, there's a lot of momentum created last year with the Final Four and obviously what Iowa did a couple of days ago. How can this conference capitalize on that and – Add to that add to that growth. Well, I mean, I think we're doing it already. You know, I've, the first big step and it predates me is bringing the women here to T-Mobile. Um, they deserve to be in a world-class venue and I'm excited that this year we'll both have men's and women's. Uh, we're going to amplify and elevate and storytell like never before. Our TV partners are going to give greater exposure. As I mentioned earlier, we'll, we'll have a lot of linear exposure for our women's game this year. Uh, it'll be a focus of our weekly um, Sirius XM show. Um, so we're gonna put a lot of emphasis on it. We see it's a, that it's a big area of growth and our TV partners feel the same way. So we're excited about it. Thank you for the question. We've got time for one more, if anyone has one. All right, it looks like it's gonna to go to the young lady in the front. Hi, it's McKinley again. Are y'all um, gonna be like doing SP, SPN all the time? ESPN all the time. Um, we have two great TV partners. We have ESPN and we have Fox as a conference. But basketball right now is only with ESPN. Moving forward in our new TV deal, Fox will be doing some TV. 
But right now, it's just ESPN. But great question. And it's so nice to have you both with us today. Thank you for coming. Thank you all, Commissioner. Thank you very much. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we will start with our student athletes and our coaches panel at approximately 9.15. Thank you, everybody. <laughs>